I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. France's president is preparing to visit Mali tomorrow after French troops helped oust al-Qaeda-linked militants from Mali's north. The French claim the jihadists are in disarray and that their three-week campaign has been successful. But human rights groups say it's come at a cost. They say the French-led offensive has led to civilian deaths and to military reprisals by Malian forces. The CBC's Laura Lynch reports from Bamako. There is little for Umu Salsek to do these days but sit and talk with the people who once worked for her far away from this home in Bamako. She is the mayor of Gundam, a town of 16,000 people near Timbuktu. And as the only female mayor in all of northern Mali, she was a particularly tempting target when the Islamists came to town. One day last April, they showed up at her door threatening her children. They took everything in my house, ransacked it. It was exactly three days later that I left, Sex says. What's followed, she says, was chaos and violence. In December, Sex urged President Obama to intervene in an article in the New York Times. But it was the French who came to the rescue of their former colony three weeks ago. And while others might bristle at a French president coming to claim victory, Sec has no problem with it because she says she appreciates what France did. If France recognized that we needed help because we couldn't defeat the terrorists on our own, that our army was incapable, thank God they were right, Sec says. The French president's visit may be overshadowed by a report released today by Amnesty International. It lists a host of human rights violations, civilians killed in a joint French-Malian airstrike, something the French deny, Malian soldiers committing extrajudicial killings of other civilians based on their ethnicity. In one case, bodies were dumped in a well. The Malian army denies engaging in reprisals. But there's plenty of violations to go around. Amnesty's Mali director, Salum Traore, says the Islamists recruited child soldiers then fed them drugs that turned them into killing machines. When they eat what they give them to eat and drink, then they, they would see people just like very big dogs. And they are very crazy. They just want to kill these people, these, these dogs. Traore can't quite grasp what's happened in his nation in the past months and weeks with killings on both sides. And he says most Malians can't either. Very, very surprised because our culture is different. I didn't think that uh, Malian people can really do things like this. We have very difficulties to explain people that that has happened. People don't believe. People don't believe. But in fact, it really, really happened. It may not come as a surprise to Mohamed Agosare, a Tuareg who runs a cultural center in Bamako. He says many minority Tuaregs have left the South fearing reprisals for the actions of the rebels in the North. The Tuaregs have fear because the majority of the population, the population, the Tuareg people are afraid, he says, because most Malians never understood that the Tuaregs aren't all the same, they aren't all rebels. Most are tired of war, they don't want it. Most Malians may be tired of war as well, but there are disturbing signs that while this military campaign may have run the jihadists out of town, it's also led to more violence, more suspicion, and more division in this troubled nation. For The World, I'm Laura Lynch in Bamako, Mali. Laura sent along pictures from the streets of Bamako and gives her impressions of the place in a new blog post. It's all at theworld.org.